Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Gene Roddenberry, who actually had anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic ways about him, had no clue that Leonard Nimoy was just bringing about the reproof. Live long and prosper is an expression of peace. Live long and prosper, shalom. And we're going to talk about that tonight. I just find it really interesting that some people have just made a decision they're going to represent their faith in the marketplace. And he did. And now we have this blessing you hear on Sunday mornings where we're pronouncing uh, the grace and the love and the communion of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just thinking that you and I need to just every day find those opportunities to set the atmosphere clear and charge it with faith and the the promises of God through the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. Amen. We're going to go to the book of Judges, and we're going to look at chapter 6, and we're going to have a peek at what God did in the life of a man who thought himself nothing. He thought nothing of himself. He will backtalk the angel of the Lord, and he will say that I am the least of my tribe and the least of my father's house. But God has a plan. What I have found out is that God likes to pick somebody who thinks nothing of themselves, so that God can receive the glory. That way man can't create a formula. We're not going to allow people to create formulas. I'm not going to formalize God. I'm not going to put him in a box. He's, he's, he's the, the universe finds its, itself in existence within God. Do you understand? How big is God? There is nothing beyond where God is. Everything is within him. With that having been said, we are abiding in him, and he said he abides in us. So it's kind of like uh, my taking this bottle of water It's a bottle, it's filled with water, but if I place it inside of a vase that's full of water, I know the water's in me, but now I and the water in me is in him, and I want to be in him. Do you see that picture? And I I want him to flow out of me as he said he would. So uh, in this this message tonight, we're going to look at the name of Jehovah Shalom. With that having been said, Pastor Cindy, would you come and offer that prayer from Tony uh, Evans's book on praying through the names of God, and he uses the acts of prayer, um, and it's just something that since you got the book, you've been praying these different names uh, of God over people and situations, and so it's a really good book. I encourage you to get it, especially if you have children. I pray them with the boys, and now I'm hearing them pray like it, and it's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Even when I don't think they're listening, yeah. you know, it's like. Whoa. So that's awesome. But yes, the acts of prayer. So he, he, um, he has a lot of teachings, Tony Evans. He has a lot of teachings on the names of God. You can get it, um, on YouTube or you can get his different books. They're also on, on the iBooks. If you want to just download a book, this is praying through the names of God, because I don't know, ever since we've been going through this 
you know, getting to know God more. It's just like you just want to unfold everything that he is. It's just powerful. So these are the prayers, and he uses the formula adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. That's the acronym for ACTS. So um, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. In Judges 6.24, Gideon built an army, or I'm sorry, built an altar there to the Lord and named it, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Shalom. Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and named it, the Lord of peace. The Lord is peace. Adoration. Jehovah Shalom, we worship you. You spoke to the winds and the waves, and you calmed them with just one word. You still the storm within me when I call on your name. You bring peace to my heart and soul when I abide in your presence. In you is the fullness of peace and truth. Regardless of our pedigree, background, education, or status, you choose to raise us up and bring us peace in your name. Just as you delivered Israel through Gideon, you can bring peace to those around me through me when I commit my life to you and all I do. I praise you for you are the author and finisher of my peace. Now I confess Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom worry plagues us as a nation. We spend billions of dollars on prescription drugs to help calm our anxiety. Peace is a luxury that large homes and high salaries don't seem to provide. Peace escapes many of us. I admit it it escapes me more than often than it should. With faith comes peace. With trust comes peace. With rest comes peace. Forgive me for lacking in all three and give me the grace of your peace. Thanksgiving. Jehovah Shalom, my heart is filled to overflowing with gratitude for the wonderful peace you offer to me. Fear and anxiety have so many causes today, and many of them are legitimate. Trials, dangers, health issues, loss. These things seek to steal my peace, but thank you for being ready and willing to offer this gift of peace to me. Thank you for making your peace available to me if I but ask and believe. Thank you for being my only true peace supplication. Jehovah Shalom, I speak shalom into my body, into my cells. I speak shalom into my health, calming that which is irritated or aggravated somehow. I speak shalom into my mind, my thoughts, and my heart. I call on your name, Jehovah Shalom, to be present in all this and more. Shalom in my plans, in my future, in my relationships. Show yourself to me and reveal to me the choices I need to make to enter into an even greater level of your peace is remember when you say Jehovah you're saying reveal because Jehovah means reveal so when you say Jehovah Shalom you're saying reveal you want to reveal your peace to me amen amen thank you Jesus so for you tonight Carla I give you my copy 
as you are now walking in this moment, your grandpa stepped into glory. And I just say thank you, Lord, for peace for Carla and for your entire family. And you can pray those prayers in the names of the Lord. I give that to you. And we also pray tonight for Nancy and Al Carnine. We say Jehovah Shalom over his body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shalom, shalom. Come into order in the name of Jesus. He was bought with a price. He's not his own. He claims the name of Christ. We speak peace over Al Carnine right now. We speak the peace of God and the healing of God, Jehovah Rapha, in uh, our friend Pete Carr's uh, hands right now. Lord, these 20 stitches, let them heal so quickly no one would ever have been able to have told, would known that he had cut himself. Father, thank you for saving him from that fall, from the ladder. He did not die, no broken bones. I ask for his hands to heal quickly in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We speak the peace of God. Jehovah Shalom. You and I are in this wonderful moment. It's a moment of peace. Have, there are a few of you who have lived long enough on the planet. You remember warfare. I know that when our own son was in Afghanistan, we had to learn a dimension of who Jehovah Shalom was, that we would have and believe that God would take care of our Daniel while he was serving in Afghanistan. Daniel told us that every time he uh, got into one of those trucks or Humvees in order to be on over 300 missions, uh, that he too would call on the name of the Lord. But he knew that his home church was calling on the name of the Lord for him. Now you understand in the testimony, three different groups of trucks, three different caravans going to the same location. The front one where he was not, might be attacked and uh, there might be explosions and men die. The one in behind may be attacked. But wherever he was, every time they were on mission, his group of trucks was always preserved. That causes me to believe that Jehovah Shalom is a worthy God to call on his name for peace. I'll tell you what gave me great peace is the day he called us and told us that he and two other men were supposed to be training Afghanis in, in Afghanistan and training them how to be soldiers. Average third grade education. And if you remember, the green on white was the Afghanis being infiltrated by Taliban who would then shoot the Americans or the other soldiers from other countries. So Daniel and three other men are supposed to go down to this place, into this field and do training. Every day they were supposed to go. For some reason, none of the other guys would be available. And Daniel, against the rules of of the military would take them by himself, them with their guns and go and train them in this big field. Every day for four days. On the fourth night when they came back, of course, the Afghani soldiers go off to where they're staying, and Daniel would stay in his bunks. There were explosions in the night. That happens in Afghanistan. And the next morning, he gathered his men again and met them. As they walked down the road to go to the field, it's all cordoned off. Why is it cordoned off? Because in the night, 
wild donkeys have come down from the mountains, walking through the very field where he and these Afghanis spent four days training, rolling on the ground, jumping up and down, playing guns, trying to train them how to be soldiers to fight the enemy for themselves. The wild donkeys have just walked through the very field and have been blown to bits. It was an unmarked minefield. Four days, Daniel and 75 Afghanis, their lives were preserved. Do you know what that told me? That if you and I will call on the name of the Lord, we can have shalom in our heart. That if we appropriate the blood of Jesus over our children, we have a right to have shalom, have peace. And when he called and told us that, I started to cry because I realized our God is so faithful. He wants us to call on his name. He wants to move on our behalf. He's done a lot for me when I didn't know to call on his name. But there were those who went before me who called on his name on my behalf when I didn't even know to. My mother, my father, my grandparents. How about you? You've got family members that called on the name of the Lord for their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So activated before the throne of God is someone who has said, I speak Jehovah Shalom over my children. We speak a lot of Jehovah Shalom over our two little ones. Can I get a witness? During World War II, the man who was a, a great mentor to Pastor Cindy and I, Dr. Lester Sumrall, he was in Poland before Poland fell to the Nazis and he was there preaching the gospel and he was in this home and then there was a shh, shh, shh came from somebody at the house there, and he all had to be quiet because soldiers were walking by. He told us uh, in his writings and also in his conversations and talkings to us, talking to us, he tells us of how he had never seen a people so concerned and without peace, but really concerned with fear as to how they might lose their lives or be taken to jail because somebody might be worshiping God and it get heard. If they were singing, they would know what was being sung, and they'd come pound on the door and haul everyone away. He said because he lived through that, he understood the power of Jehovah Shalom because he said he never operated in fear, even though he saw the fear on their faces. But he abided whenever they said, be quiet. I thought about how he and his testimony and our own testimony with Dan Dan and how God loves to preserve his people. You know, the Israelites had the name Jehovah that had been revealed to them. And the name Jehovah means the revealed name of God. He was revealing his character. It is who he is. He wanted them to know that. And the Israelites, if that's the Holy Ghost, let me know. I want to hear what he's got to say. So the Holy Spirit um, wants us through the word of God to be filled with the knowledge of God concerning having perfect peace. How many of you know the scripture? He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So there's titles and names, and um, our nation right now seems to be experiencing a renewed crisis. Of course, if you were to listen to the pundits on the, on the television, you would see that the crisis began uh, the moment the election took place. I would say the crisis has been going on in our nation ever since they removed prayer. Since they stopped pledging allegiance to the American flag, the moment the moment they begin to disregard authority in a classroom, teachers have been having to deal with 
that fruit of disregard. I'm not saying that we should force religion on anyone, but I am saying that there is a God that has brought us to this wonderful country for a reason. His name is Jehovah. His name is Yahweh. His compound names we've been talking about. His son is Jesus Christ, and he has planned a purpose for us. In Judges chapter 6, there is a horrible situation going on for the Israelites. The Midianites have been literally coming into their communities and to their region of Israel and literally wiping out the resources. They would come in and just destroy the fields, take all the crops, take all the um, sheep, all the donkeys, everything that the Israelites had, they would just come in and just take it all. It's a difficult time. Judges 6, 4, and 5 says, And the Midianites encamped against them, destroyed the increase of the earth, till thou come into Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkeys. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came like grasshoppers for a multitude, for both they and their camels were like without number, the Bible says, and they entered into the land to destroy it. So God sends a prophet, and he doesn't even give the prophet's name to us. Sometimes it's not important who brings the message. It's just important we get the message. And so the Bible doesn't record his name, but the Bible says this in verse 8. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Now the Lord God there is Jehovah Elohim. Thus saith Jehovah Yahweh Elohim. So he is saying, thus says the God who has been revealed to you, who is known by you, who you know him, and he's the God of Israel. I brought you out of Egypt and I brought you forth out of the house of bondage. I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you. I drove them out from before you and I gave you their lamb. And I said to you, I am the Jehovah, your Elohim. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. So the Lord is saying, I brought you out. I set you free. I gave you this land. I gave all this to you. I told you I would take care of you. And now I'm going to take care of these who have come against you. But you haven't obeyed me. Boy, did he have their attention. So God performs miracles, does he not? He does great things. He sets us free. The Israelites were worried about their enemies. God said, just wait a minute here. Don't you remember how I brought you out, how I delivered you, how I set you free? So why is Israel afraid of pagans? I want to tell you why. Because they had forgotten the power of this relationship from a God who had revealed himself to them. Now, these Amorites and these Midianites worship idols uh, to get them things they want. But they are not worshiping a God who is personable. They are idolatrous and idolatrous and adulterous in their living. And Israel has not been walking right with the Lord. And the Lord is saying, remember when I did something for you? Yeah, 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 we remember now. Well, it's time for you to come back to me and let me show you what I will do again for you. And I promise you he's not going to do it for them because they've been behaving. He promises to do it for them because he made promises. 
God is the everlasting covenant-keeping God. So they were in a mess, but God said, I remember my promises and I keep them. I'm going to ask you to remember this and write it down, the power of praise. If you want to see Jehovah Shalom show up, start praising God. The power of praise. God reminded Israel of, his, of who he was, and then he told them, and you've neglected me. So he was wanting them to come back into right relationship with him. He was inviting them back to remember the spiritual truths. When God said, I brought you out of Egypt, I brought you out of bondage, I brought you out of the hand of the slavery, I set you free. Slavery. It's not an American-owned thing. Slavery's been around for generations, thousands of years. It's a plight on any society. But the Jews knew what slavery was. They were not getting paid. They were getting whooped if they didn't work hard enough, fast enough. How is it that they had gone from Goshen, the beautiful land of provision, to now being literally slaves at the hands of, of Egypt? I'm going to tell you why. Because every generation has to have an encounter with God. And there was a Pharaoh who knew the goodness of God, but he died. And if you don't remind and show and tell the power of that God who brought blessing, another generation will rise up like one has in our country, and they forget about the freedoms and the liberties that we've had. And these horrible Nazi flags, that just that's just vile. Are you hearing me? It's wrong. If anyone ever says that what they did to the Jews in World War II didn't happen, you can call them a liar. I said you can call them a liar. And liars will have no place in heaven, but in the lake of fire they have, a, they have an address. I've been to the camps. I've stood in front of the ovens. I've put my hand in the dust that is the ashes of human beings. I have smelt the smell of the burning rooms. I have knelt before the ash heaps where they have buried thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Jews that they killed. And you can get yourself on a plane and go and see the very same thing. It happened. But if you let a generation pass from praising God and remembering who Jehovah is, people will always revert back to sin, just like Israel did, and now they're facing another problem. So we forget to thank him for what he's done already, but God reminds us, this is what I did. I set you free. So when the problem that was before them was overwhelming them, God was saying, if you'll move back into praise and worship, I'll set you free. God would perform a miracle for them. I just want to remind you of this relationship God sends an angel to literally draft a farm boy named Gideon into military duty. God called Gideon to be the captain of a new army and to go out and fight the Midianites. And I can promise you Gideon saw himself as the most unlikely candidate for the job. God had to give him some miraculous signs to prove that he was serious about this call. And at last, Gideon was convinced and he accepted the call of God. And when he accepted the call of God, he built an altar. And there, 
he named that altar Jehovah Shalom. Now I want to tell you part of that for just a real brief moment. Gideon sees the angel of the Lord and he is overwhelmed with shock and awe. And then he says to the angel of the Lord, if you're really from the Lord, you stay right there and I'm going to go prepare an offering. Now, Gideon had enough wherewithal. I don't know about you, but Gideon had enough wherewithal to say, you just stay put, and I'll go make an offering. And the angel of the Lord stayed. He agreed to hang out while a man goes and prepares a young goat, dresses it and prepares it for a proper offering, and brings these um, this the bread offerings, which is made of, it was an unleavened bread made of an ephah of flour. He brings it and he lays it, it's in a basket and he sets it before the angel. Now I know some of us think that God is just so hasty. He just wants you to just hurry up and do it. And then he's, he's got other things to take care of in the universe. But I want you to see when God was getting ready to do something miraculous, he didn't have a problem having the angel of the Lord stay and abide until the man could bring what he believed was a proper sacrifice to acknowledge what was being said. And I want us to stop getting in such a rush that we think God doesn't want to move in our life for longer than about two seconds at the altar. So he brings this offering, he lays it there, and the angel of the Lord said, put it on this rock. So he lifts it out of the basket, he sets it on the rock, and the angel takes his staff and he puts it on that rock, and out from the rock comes fire, and it consumes the offering, meaning it is accepted before the Lord. Now God is still working in the heart of Gideon. Gideon is still going to need some more proving. He will fleece the Lord with literally a fleece, and he, just, just, just checking God, just making sure this is really you. What a shame. But you can't pick, you can't pick on him when we in our, in the day we live in, spirit filled word taught, got the Bible. You, I got 57 different copies of the Bible I own. Grandma's, grandpa's, great grandma, great grandpa's Bible, mom's Bible, dad's Bible, mom's first Bible, my Bible, my Bible, my Bible, my Bible, my Bible, my Bible. Different translations and paraphrases. I got them. We live in a society that's got access to it. It's on your electronic device right there. You can get the whole thing on a little, little tiny, the whole Bible on a microfiche. Go ahead with your bad self and read that puppy. But you and I will make fun of this Gideon and we have more access to the word of God and he he has somewhat of an excuse they had not been pursuing the Lord I don't get so mad at him when he's just really trying to make sure because after all he saw himself as the least of the weakest of the smallest of the most minute but God wanted to show him God can be big and what you perceive as small Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.